0: listening to money talks again i'm troy Harmon here with casey smith and jennifer thomas if you want to get a hold of us if you have a question you'd like to ask and have us answer on the air we'd love to hear from you 770-429-9166 or email us at drgene at hensler.com that's h-e-n-s-s-l-e-r .com. So, guys, we've got all kind of stuff today, but it's kind of a fun topic to consider. Uh, Paul from Alpharetta has uh, written us, says, I'm fascinated by the evolution of commerce and retail. I truly think Webvan and Pets.com were ahead of their time. Today we have Uber Eats, Amazon Prime, same-day delivery, and uh, Instacart. Additionally, so many retailers have gotten the ship-to-store or free pickup today services. Uh, what do you think of the future of these services, Uh, What will be, uh, will they all be absorbed by the bigger companies before they go public? Uh, Are they better run, are they better run than companies launched in the dot-com era? Uh, Are consumers just more willing to buy online? Now, you know what, I think probably the answer is Webvan was ahead of, it was was ahead of its time. You know, there were not many services that were actually offered in that way, and it seems like today's consumer is uh, more and more willing to use that Amazon model where you just, Hit a button on your your computer, your phone, um, whatever other personal device you might have, uh, and and the stuff shows up at your house. Now, it does come with a bit of a premium. Yeah. But the convenience is, I think, yeah, what you're for. You pay for the for. convenience. Mm-hmm. But I
1: was, at, it's, it's funny that this question comes up now. I was at a, a conference yesterday, and uh, one of the speakers was talking about how, um, you know, ten years ago, people were buying some things online maybe 15 years ago um, but a lot of people didn't trust it you know they say I've never put my credit card into something online you, you don't know where it goes they can right. easily get that information and he made the joke that uh, yeah you were much that the way that you were supposed to handle that was to go down to target and swipe it and then uh, that's the safe way to do it right right and <laughs> go using, to the store using target as a mm-hmm. sort <laughs> of a
0: yeah, Target. Target's
1: had an issue or two. There's,
0: there's been more than one there, right? So,
1: but it's interesting that the, the trust now. That they, if you ask millennials what the number one most trusted brand is, what do you think they say? Amazon
2: Amazon, really I, Amazon is by far the best and worst thing that has ever happened to me. I mean, <laughs> I use it all the time. Really? One of the great things about Amazon is like if you want a a shelf for your bathroom, right, if you go to Target, you're gonna maybe see i don't know five shelves, whatever you know whatever they're gonna have on display, yeah, and they only have so much room, but you can go to Amazon and you can see. Hundreds of them, and you can find one that just fits what you're looking for.
0: Yep. Yeah. It used to be that the impulse buys were all mm-hmm. at the front of the store. You could right. buy chewing gum and all that other stuff, but it's mm-hmm. made everything an impulse yeah, buy. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh,
1: nice.
0: in, in today's time. It's but dangerous. I I, uh, I think it really is more about the consumer. I mean, if you're asking just how it is, I, there's probably not a person around today that's saying, Amazon's a flash in the pan. It's going to go away. This is a fad. It is not a fad. I think this is the way of the future. And if you look what Walmart is doing, uh, it seems to me, and I I feel like I have this conversation on the air every week, seems like Walmart wants to become more and more like Amazon, and Amazon wants to become more and more like Walmart. So uh, the the distribution uh, model that Walmart has built out uh, Is something enviable uh, by Amazon and uh, Walmart wants to build up its online sales. Hence the purchase last year of Jet.com. Right. Well,
2: and if you don't have to go searching for something too, that's like you know, you know, if you buy a certain brand of something and then you have a hard time finding it, the store gets rid of it. You know, things like that happen all the time. You know, then you don't have to start driving around where you know where can I get it? What you know, how am I going to go back to this? And certain things, there are certain things that I know I'm going to order, and I'll order ten of them, and I have a closet, and I just stick them in there, and then I use them until they run, till I get down to like two, and then I order ten more.
0: Yeah. So I really believe that there's a point at which we will consider uh, the Amazon model is not perfect when we start seeing fewer and fewer options for Mm -hmm. those brick and mortar stores, but we are surely seeing pressure on them at the moment. I guess a little bit of follow-up on the previous question. We were kicking around what's going on in retail. Amazon seems to be killing the brick and mortar, or at least that's the the wrap in the market. Um, And, Jennifer, you had a few comments as far as uh, groceries.
2: Yeah, you know, like, well, Webvan didn't, uh, you know, make it. But I I would have a hard time buying meats and produce online because you can't see it. Right. You know, and
0: you can't. Well, what about the model that they've got? That's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, I guess, a blend of the, of the two. You can uh, go to Kroger. They've got this option where you can give them basically your grocery list, and they'll put it all together and have it for you when you get to the store. Walmart's doing the same thing. Think that will ever change? No. I don't.
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe for millennials, certainly could because they, you know, if you do that from the beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's just cl- the way it is. W- we talked about clothes too. I mean, that's something that you know, one size doesn't fit all. And Absolutely. So it- I
0: tell you what, though, you look at the at the pressure that's coming on them. I mean, you you mm-hmm. start watching the financial reports on those companies, and and uh, retail has definitely got some well, issues. Guys, let's uh, take a financial planning question real quick. Here we go. Stephen from Woodstock says. Uh, I'm being encouraged to retire this year with the market up over 8%. I'm hesitant uh, on rolling over my 401k. I have proprietary funds that I can't get outside of the 401k, and uh, they have some pretty significant capital gains. Should I just leave it where it is and pay the administrative fees? I hear an advisor will cost me more. Got an opinion on that? I, I think probably start off. The gains within inside your capital, uh, your 401k don't yeah, matter. Yeah, no, right? the
1: market being up really should have no bearing on right. whether or not you roll over your 401k or not. I mean, uh, you're not going to have to worry about paying capital gains tax on anything as long as you, you know, roll it over uh, to an IRA uh, or you know another 401k. I guess if if you were going to go work somewhere else. Um, then there would be you can buy and sell and there's no tax implications for that. It's just when you take the money out of that retirement account uh, retirement account then that's when you pay tax on it and it's ordinary income tax, not capital gain. So uh, a little bit of a difference there. So that really doesn't have any bearing on on uh, whether it's a good time to to roll it over or not. Um, you know the, there are some factors to consider when you're rolling it over. Generally an IRA is going to give you a lot more flexibility. You're right. going to have the option to invest in a lot of different Types of assets that you probably are, don't have access to within the 401k.
0: 401ks are mostly mutual funds, and uh, I think you said proprietary funds. Sometimes they'll put a little twist on a mutual fund within a 401k, and right. you can invest. But it's you're buying portfolios of stocks in a in a 401k, not yeah. individual securities.
1: And your options are generally limited to a, a handful. You know, they create a lineup uh, most of the time. Sometimes there's they can be self directed, and they'll let you buy stocks or. Uh, you know, bonds or anything outside of the the options that are in the plan, but most, most often of, you know, it's um, going to be it's going to be the stock of the yeah. company that's offering yeah, you the full right.
2: And there's usually, you know, sometimes th- some plans don't offer a whole lot of options. You know, they may only have, you know, six or seven. Right, yeah. Where you know, then some companies have a lot. So you really want to know that the options that you have are. Good options as well. Yeah. And just
1: because you you know roll it out of a 401k doesn't mean you have to have an investment advisor. Of course, we would recommend at least talking to one to see if there's something that you need to be doing differently or, or you know an allocation that need, should be set up for to meet your goals. Um, but, but you also
2: have invest. I mean, you have fees inside the funds that you absolutely. own, and you would want to look at those and see how much they are, and compare that to what an advisor would cost. You know, if your advisor is going to use individual stocks, depending on the assets that you have inside the 401k and how much. Um, You know, if you have enough to diversify and build your own portfolio of individual stocks with that, then you are no longer paying that management fee inside the funds that you own. Right. And there, you know, and so depending on what the advisor would charge, it may or may not be
0: more. Yeah. yeah, and if you like the allocation within your within your 401k at the moment, you can always mimic that with other mutual funds. You can outside of the 401k. You might be able to 401k. do it at a lower
1: cost even right. um, outside of the 401k. Some of the sure those proprietary funds a lot of times come with some added expense as well. Um, so that you got, you just want to weigh the cost. You know, different plans have different uh, costs associated with the plan. Some are more expensive than others. Some some are relatively inexpensive, but some can be pretty pretty pricey. The only you know other consideration, you know, I don't. How old Stephen is. Um, yeah, but he didn't it, get
0: that information, so it's hard to say.
1: Yeah, so, but if, if, you know, he's over 55 and he separates service from his employer, he can actually, if he needs, has a need for this money inside of his 401k, he can take a distribution from the 401k. Uh, and just pay the tax on it and not owe the 10% penalty for taking a distribution prior to age 59.5. So if he's kind of between age 55 and 59.5, and uh, it might be a good idea to leave it in the 401k if he thinks he's going to have a need for any of that money. Yeah. Because uh, you can avoid that 10% penalty.
0: One final thought, and we're about to wrap it up here, but uh, we do provide advice on a 401k plans. So if there's a, a, a small business out there or an owner uh, who needs some information as far as their 401K, To be, you know uh, One of those things that we can help you with Again, you can call us at 770-429-9166 And uh, we would be happy to help you So guys, uh, one more thing I'm always going to ask Market (laughs) next week We just came off a 2% increase Market is up or down, KC? I'm going to say up Off the holiday weekend There we go we got a shortened week next week but uh, I'm going to say up Jennifer says up You guys are people after my own heart I always say the market's going to be up because the statistics tell me two out of three days the market's going to be up. You're listening to Money Talks. Have a great weekend.
3: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed.